Hey everybody, welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jamison Olive here with your recording Territory Talk postgame in the home radio booth here at FLA Live. Renting Arena. it out from the radio station. Yes, uh, I talked to the, to the people who oversee this booth and I the, was able the, to get us in here. The Joe himself from 560. That's, that's not what they're called. I know it's dated. It's a dated reference. Dated reference. No, I'm, I'm meaning I talked to myself yes. about making sure we could get in here. And uh, and here we are in the home you radio booth. You do have the, the actual key for this room. I do. Yeah. I do. There's somebody, there's at least a couple other people who do, but uh, yes, I do have it. It's right here. It's a big key. It's the biggest key <laughs> on my on my set of keys. Doug Plague is Jameson Olive here with you on Territory Talk, recording it before the Panthers hit the road for this upcoming two-game trip. They're going to be in New Jersey Saturday night at 7.30 in Boston, Monday night at 7 before the Panthers are back home Wednesday at 7 against those same New Jersey Devils. That's the last game before Christmas, folks, so you want to make sure you get out to FLA Live Arena for that, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com, 95. Four eight three five puck to get your tickets, and then uh, another quick jaunt up to the northeast. After that, Panthers will be on the road against the Islanders seven thirty. A week from Friday, a week from I guess this is dropping on Friday, so I can say a week from tonight. That's uh, the twenty third. Let's just take all the confusion out of it. It's the twenty third, December twenty third. The Panthers will be on the road against the uh, New York Islanders. So that's what the road ahead looks like here. Uh, coming up here on this episode of Territory Talk, great chat coming up. Had a chance to catch up with Panthers forward. Zach Dalpy, and he joined us uh, a couple of days ago. I was able to record that conversation. Well, he joined you. Yes, joined it was me. A one I on one. Say. It was a, it was a one on one chat. Great guy and a guy that we could we could sit and talk for two hours. We could do multiple episodes of Territory Talk with uh, with Zach Dalpy. So again, uh, a chance to catch up with him. We'll hear that coming up here in just a couple of moments. But uh, Jameson recording this. Shortly after the Panthers uh, had a tough loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins, 4-2 the final here at FLA Live Arena. And Billy Lindsay and I uh, got off the air a little bit ago on our postgame show. We were talking a bit about how uh, the Panthers undermanned here, but there was a great effort and a great battle from them tonight. And you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, that was their seventh straight win. And this has been talked about in sports a lot. Sometimes when you're on one of those long win streaks, maybe you get one at the end of a win streak that you probably weren't supposed to get. Maybe momentum carried you there tonight. The Pittsburgh Penguins had a great goaltending performance from Tristan Jari, and they had two pucks bounce in off guys' legs, and that's how they ultimately ended up uh, propelling themselves to the win tonight. Sure, they were great on special teams. They had two power play goals and a shorthanded goal, but uh, they had a, a puck go in off Jake Gensel's skate, a puck go in off of Guinea Malkin's leg. They win the game 4-2 because they tacked on the empty netter late. Uh, one that could have gone either way. you got to hand it to the Panthers for the way they battled in this one. Yeah, you do, especially without Matthew Kachuk, and you know it seems like... Even the guys that are out there, Paul Maurice said, like I feel like no one's at 100% right now with the bug that's going around that room. Um, but it's just tough because it's kind of the theme of the season here a little bit, where that was a game I think they deserved to win, even and with those missing players, yep. just in terms of effort. And like you said, a, a lot of puck luck, a lot of bounces for the Penguins, but they didn't get it. Whereas last season, there was a lot of games they deserved to lose, and they miraculously won. Um, it, I, I can't really think of a game this season, maybe there's probably one I just can't think of off the top of my head, where the Panthers deserve to lose and won. Um, there's been a lot more games this season where they deserve to win and lost. Um, so the effort's there pretty much every night for these guys, even with all these new bodies coming in, including Zach Dalpe, who we'll get to in a bit, who's been uh, giving the Panthers a really nice boost, scored a couple goals. Um, but it just seems like 
there's something pushing against the Panthers in all these games where it seems like no matter how hard they're working, you know, just there's always something there at the end, a roadblock that's keeping them from getting the two points. Whereas last season, those roadblocks just miraculously disappeared or something crazy happened and there was so much freewheeling and that was that that wasn't sustainable. But you look at this season and it just seems like it, I mean, there's a reason we talk about puck luck. There's just not been a lot of puck luck for the Panthers. That's why their underlying numbers are so good, but the results aren't there. It's just a lot of shots they should be finishing or you know miraculously saved or going off posts or going a little wide so they're they're generating what they need to generate but they're just not getting the finish there and even saw tonight I mean yes Tristan Jari played a great game but if you put that many shots like they did on Tristan Jari that were high quality statistically a couple more should have gone in so for the Cats a night like tonight's a night where you could you know shrug it off if the standings were a little bit different but it's just tough you know, with how things have been going already and the fact that you felt like they really did deserve this one with the effort they had and the guys stepping up. Um, yeah, just a, a, a tough loss, tougher than most, I think. And you're starting to keep an eye on what other teams are doing. I know uh, just speaking of tonight, we're recording this after the Pittsburgh game. For example, the Rangers, a team the Panthers are chasing, they did get a win tonight, so that adds, uh, you know, that complicates that situation. A and that's what I'll more. say about like a loss like this is, I mean, there's still 50-plus games left. I think 51 at yep. this point, so there's still plenty of time. The Panthers not that far out of it, only at this point I think maybe five points out of it at the time of this recording um, so plenty of time to make those points up plenty of divisional matchups which are the key ones for making up those points that like you said that matchup with the Islanders coming up they're chasing the Islanders right now that's a huge yeah, game the Rangers on New Year's Day all yeah the Rangers on New Year's Day that's a huge matchup but all this does all these losses do now is just put more pressure on those games yep. those games were always gonna be important games but now it's just man you probably can't let as many of those games slip as maybe you could have before because you don't have the buffer so cats still very much in it you know things are still looking good in that area but eventually, like Ryan Lombard said it tonight, they just gotta start getting the two points. It's as simple as that. You know, a lot of nights, like we said, they're putting you know the effort out there, but the points aren't there. That 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 switch has just gotta flip. I don't know how it's gonna flip, but it, they have the talent to make it flip. It's just gotta flip. And I know people don't really want to hear it, but uh, all season long, if it was an outlier thing night tonight. Regardless of what you think of the fancy stats, if it was an outlier night tonight where we're saying, oh, the, 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 you know, the possession numbers or any of those kind of things look great for the pan. This has been an all season thing. The, the numbers that usually add up to good win and loss totals have been in the Panthers favor from the outset this season. The good news there over the course of a full season, things tend to fall into place where they're supposed to if you keep at that, if you keep playing the game the right way. That's why the Panthers, that's why Paul Maurice, they say they like the way this team's playing and trending and uh, just as far as how they're playing the game, eventually it's going to pay off for this team because credit to them, even when they haven't gotten the results they've wanted, there's nobody hanging their head. There's nobody discouraged. There's there's nobody panicking out there. They know they're doing the right thing, and they know this can uh, can pay off for them. Yeah, and the Panthers are in a unique spot right now, I think. There's a lot of teams below the Panthers in the standings right now that weren't expecting much. So they're just having a good time developing, rebuilding. You know, they get a win. That's great. There's a team above them. Some overachieving are feeling really good. Some are just supposed to be good, and they're just, you know, chalking up the days to the playoffs. The Panthers are in a small group right now of teams that have expectations that aren't really where they should be right now. So it's a tough spot to be in, but like you said, no guy in that room is getting overwhelmed by that. Uh, they got a really good leadership group in there, of course. You know, Kachuk coming in, Barky, Ekblad, you go on the list, Patrick Hornquist, even though he's out right now, he's still a loud voice in that room. And this team's going to get reinforcements. Anton Lindell's going to come back. He's going to be healthy. We don't expect Chucky to be out too long. Um, you look at Anthony Duclair is already back on the ice. We saw him on the ice the last couple days. And Paul Morey said it's weeks now, not months. With yeah, him, so that's but it's just, in the right direction. 
they still got to be in a good spot for when those guys get back, though. So the, the challenge is still there. And you, you mentioned this trip coming up. This is a huge trip for the Panthers. Not just trip, stretch. You have two against the Devils, one against the the Bruins, and one against the Islanders. So you look at those games. If you go over 0 for 4 in those games, that, that's, that's you know, you're in a lot of trouble. You're really digging the hole there. You take, you know, 1 of 3, you're still, you know, in the hunt with a lot of games left. 2 of 4, I think, is really good. I think you can make up some ground with 2 of 4. Anything above that, 3 of 4 or 4 of 4, I think the Panthers... At that point, we can say, hey, flip that switch and are right back to where they should be and pushing forward. So maybe, I mean, I think at, at this point, every you look ahead to every single week and say that's going to be the most important week stretch. But I think, of course, right now, this is the most important stretch. We're going to have a lot of big games to talk about because the Eastern Conference is good. So that's uh, that's the way that uh, it all shakes out. Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Why don't we uh, zoom ahead now to our conversation with Zach Dalpe, or I guess I should say I had a conversation yes, with Zach Dalpe. but I listened to it. And you did listen to yes. it. And you approved it. Not for live, this after the fact yeah, I listened to and, it. And you, I wasn't just standing off in the corner like, we did. it's not like we only had two mics and I flipped a coin and lost. You approved it for yeah. this podcast, James. Yes. And what would you have done if you had, if you had listened to it and been like, Doug, the stuff you and Zach were talking about, we can't run that. <laughs> we <laughs> can't air that. just went off the rails. <laughs> hey, but if you're going to go off the rails, Dalps is the guy to go off the rails with. Yeah, we would uh, would have covered all kinds of yep. things. We did cover all kinds of things. Big thanks, Zach Dalpy, for stopping by. Here is that conversation. All right, well, uh, Zach, first, uh, just talk about coming here to the Panthers, what the group's been like, and, and what it's meant to uh, to just get back into the Panthers group and into the NHL here. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it a million times. I feel like it's pretty repetitive, but to be, you know, 33 and, like, a guy that still is looked upon as a call-up, I, I, I think that, you know, um, I'm very fortunate. Obviously, hard work has got me to this point, and uh, I just love – doing it I love being at the rink I, I really don't know when I want to stop playing because I get the taste like this and someone's gonna have to take my skates away from me for sure so the group's been great to answer your question it's I mean as an older guy it's like you kind of know the lay of the land so you you uh keep quiet until somebody wants to chat and then you and then you open up so um it's been great and just going off that a couple things first that that leadership role that you've had in the American Hockey League what does it what does it mean to you to almost be an extension of the coaching staff uh, in a sense and to be such a resource for so many of the young guys who are just uh, you know getting their taste of pro hockey and and you come here and uh, like you said you you know your way around so you're kind of a calming presence here as well what's it what's it mean to have that role within the organization uh, I love it I mean I I'm I like to help people in general and the fact that I get to do it like in the hockey room or in the in the dressing room uh, and around the around the rink has been a cool reward for me I mean my mom's not around anymore uh, I feel like I have to carry on how she was as a people person um, she owned a little ta- a little store in a small town and helped a lot of people out and I feel like I could uh, live on in that uh, regard so um, it's been great you're a buffer but like you said you're a buffer between the coach and the players but you still have to be a hockey player too so um, it's a lot of uh, a juggling act but something that I've really enjoyed. And in mentioning uh, being an extension of the coaching staff, in mm-hmm. a sense, uh, you're pretty familiar with the head coach here. Paul mm-hmm. Maurice was was in Carolina when you first broke in. Uh, what's it like coming here and you know seeing him here as the head coach? And as a result, does that kind of help you know the expectations uh, as soon as you walk in the door with uh, a coach that you're familiar with? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I was at a different point in my life. I was like a 20-year-old rookie that, you know, pretty green at the time. Uh, and Mo was a lot more intimidating not that he's an intimidating guy but to me he was uh and then you kind of grow up and and get around the league and then you come back and like you're in a different 
spot in your life, he might be in a different spot in his life, and, and it just seems like it works. Um, you know, he lets me play, obviously gives me crit uh, constructive criticism when needed, but he's just been letting me play and, and you know, trusting my skating and, and, and everything that I bring. So it's been fun. And he's mentioned, too, just how your game's evolved over time. And I think any good any good hockey player, regardless of what position you're playing, where you are in your career, I think you kind of always have to be evolving your game because the sport is right. is kind of always evolving. If, uh, if you had to look at your game, how are you able to take different bits and pieces from each stop you've made along the way and, and just add them to the mix? Yeah, I mean, I think that old saying, like, adapt or die, it's – you know, I, to have a long career, you do have to adapt. And um, 13 years in now, I've, like you said, I picked up, you know, maybe a bigger body than I was when I started, which, you know, to my strengths uh, down low and, and skating and speed and, and things like that. Um, like I said, I was like a skinny rookie that got pushed around a lot. So along the way, I've kind of more so learned the defensive side of the puck. And that's what's kind of kept me coming back into the league. So to be trust upon from the coach, um, but obviously I'm still learning too. And that's like the best part about hockey is like the game can kind of change just like that. And into the summer, you got to adapt even more, work on skating, work on a different style of stick handling or something. And it's just been fun. And the Panthers recently have obviously had uh, a need for a number of guys to come in from Charlotte and, and provide a boost and, and fill some spots where some guys have been out of the lineup for, for different reasons. And everybody's come in here and made a pretty seamless transition, made impacts in different ways. What is it about the, the system that Jordy's got going down there in Charlotte that makes it easy for guys to come in here and, and just blend in? Yeah, I mean, not to take credit away from the players, but I, I owe a lot to our success to Jordy um, and obviously the coaching staff and, and everybody down there. But Jordy's he's a, he's a pro, like he's a coach that has us practicing hard every day, um, has us doing good habits, um, has us playing on the right side of the puck. And I think coming up, you're just more comfortable because, you know, the bright lights of the NHL could kind of get to you. But the fact that we've practiced so hard down there and we play such a hard game, it just translates into the speed of the NHL. And uh, I owe a lot to Jordy uh, personally. And I think, it says a lot to his uh, extension of the staff. We've all come up and had some success. And I understand uh, your, your kids were at the game mm -hmm. a couple of days back. Uh, what was that like to, to have them here? And, mm -hmm. and uh, how do they take in the experience? Yeah, they definitely, uh, well, it's funny because it might just seem like a meaningless game to a lot of people, but that was the first time all three of them have watched me play in the NHL. Um, you know, over the years with COVID and stuff, it just hasn't worked. I've had two COVID babies. So um, it was special. I said to my wife, like, that's going to be a night that I won't ever forget, even though it was just like a, a random Tuesday night or whatever the case was against Detroit. But um, yeah, to have them here and, and uh, you know, I was holding back tears. And, and it's funny now they, they spent a lot of money at the team store and <laughs> took advantage of the discount. And now uh, they both got their, uh, well, two of them have their Florida Panthers backpacks and they're showing off to their friends at school and stuff so it's such a cool payoff for me and so and, and even that much more especially like you said they're they're old enough to know what's mm -hmm. what's going on and what's at stake and, and what the whole thing means that, that's got to really add to it as well yeah yeah it's funny they're diehard checkers fans and then now they're in i'm up here and now they're like diehard panther fans and and uh you know a couple guys were, were nice enough like chucky Eki, montour to sign some sticks for them and uh to me like that 
that goes such a long way and it says a lot about the group we have here and you know those are memories that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives um you know they tried to get in the dressing room the one game but it was a loss so i had to tell them no and they were all mad but i liked i like stuff like that it's funny because it's, it shows that they care and they want to be around more so it was fun and just to turning back the clock i like to since we're, we're here on territory mm-hmm. talk on our podcast and we like to like to peel back the onion a little yeah, bit yeah. To, and tell people a little bit about uh, your journeys where you came from uh just looking back uh, i'm looking at looking at your hockey db page you, you played in penticton that was yeah. uh, in the bc junior league going way back and a lot of people may not realize that the penticton v's and the bc junior league have a ridiculous history of 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 winning yeah i mean they're just a lot of success and a lot of accomplished uh alumni you had a brother who went through the program uh, after you did there but how'd you wind up going uh, all the way across canada to play for them yeah i was playing junior b in stratford ontario which is another like um very rich history of winning uh, in ontario i think a lot of people if anyone from canada that listens to your podcast from ontario they'd understand a lot of nhlers have came through there and I got a full ride to Ohio State, but they weren't comfortable with me just playing junior B uh, the year before school. So they floated the idea of flying out to Penticton. Now, I'd never been away from home. Uh, Five-hour flight scared me. But once you kind of touch down in the Okanagan, you're like, oh, my God, I don't want to leave. So um, Fred Harbinson, who's still the coach uh, and general manager there and president, he was it was his first year there. We won the whole league. Um, yeah, I think it did like so much for my career as far as like being away from home and growing up and I still talk to my billets uh, regularly and uh, you know the fact that I got to go there and win and be on such a rich history team before Ohio State was uh, something cool for sure. And I got to ask you too off the ice uh, there's some videos of folks are interested you playing guitar you're pretty good gotta say Uh, when did you pick that up is that something you started doing as a kid or is it a hobby you just kind of got into later you and the guitar when did it all happen? Um, I mean, I grew up in like a very like music oriented household, meaning there was always a radio on Um, dad threw tragically hip on all the time counting crows, you know, so it was like, I got into that music early. And then, you know, the guitar my mom played, and she was a very good singer. So I obviously wanted to do what she did. So I've been playing like live for like 10 years. I've done a bunch of weddings and, and bars and stuff and team events. So it's been something that I've really enjoyed. I got to play in Nashville at Tootsie's, which is cool. I'll cross that off my bucket list. So it's definitely like a good, well, with kids now, you don't really get to play as much. But when you get when you get out of the rink, you just go home and it can be pretty monotonous, right? Like it could be pretty boring and uh, you pick up the guitar and, and strum along. It's It's been fun and it's something that, you know, once I'm done playing, I'm going to get into it more and get into the live gigs. And I think it'll be cool. You heard it right here. Uh, Book Zach Dolpy for your event. <laughs> yeah, uh, schedule is a little jammed right yeah. now, but uh, but reach out. He'll uh, he'll uh, he'll play your event. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's really cool. And there are some some videos out there of uh, what, what what's your favorite kind of music? Uh, what's your favorite thing that that still gets you going? Did, does it differ if it's a game day versus a non game day when you're relaxing versus when you're, you know, maybe looking for something upbeat? Uh, what are you what do you tend to go for? Um, um, yeah, I mean, to, to kind of sum it up, I'm not a huge rap guy, not a huge EDM. Um, I love 90s grunge. Uh, I You're love, speaking my language. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. love Alice in Chains, uh, Nirvana, uh, Temple of the Dog. Uh, and then you get into like the Tragically Hip, Counting Crows, uh, Goo Goo Dolls. And then uh, my, my diehard favorite band of all time is City in Color. It's a band out of uh, Ontario. Dallas Green's the guys, so that's more my speed. Um, now the stuff before the games that they throw on, I'll, I'll head bob too, but uh, it's definitely not my style. 
Zach Dalpy here with us on uh, on Territory Talk, and I feel like we could go on talking yeah. about uh, about the the music for. Do you have a? You, you mentioned a lot of the grunge, I yeah. guess. We, bef- without going too far into it, you mentioned Alice in Chains. You, you yeah. mentioned Nirvana. Do you have a Do you have a go to song from each of those two bands specifically? Each of those two bands specifically, uh, Nirvana. I love Lithium. That's a good one. Um, that's a great channel on XM too. Mm-hmm. If anybody's wondering. Uh, Alice in Chains, my brother got me into them. Rooster, like just I don't just anything really. Like yep. their Essentials playlist on on Apple Music is is what I throw on. My, if my brother hears this, he's gonna love it. My older brother, he loves that stuff. So uh, honestly, anything. Uh, what's that guy's name? Lane Stanley. Anything. Lane Stanley, Lane, yep, anything. Yep, yep. Lane Stanley uh, is good enough for me. Um, River of Deceit was a, by Mad Season was another band that he was in that I love. Uh, so yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. If I'm Alice Chains, I got to go Wood. Wood yeah, would be yeah, Wood would good. be my favorite. Uh, if we're talking Nirvana, um, I know that the hits are all so good, yeah, and yeah. you never want to be too cliche and mention right. the hits, but the, but the hits so are good. the hits yeah. are all so good. It's like every every song they made was a hit too. I feel like it just sucks that he's uh, not around anymore because it could have been unbelievable music following through. So yeah, I don't know anything that. Both those bands left yeah. uh, such a, such great legacies, yeah. but uh, but Zach, we thank you very much for for stopping by. Uh, I guess uh, I guess the last thing we'll leave you with here, if uh, if Zach Dalpy now had to tell Zach Dalpy, who was just breaking into pro hockey, uh, you know, over over a decade ago, uh, something uh, something to keep in the back of your mind, what what would it be? Probably don't put as much pressure on yourself and more live in the moment. Um, as a young guy, you're you're just like I need to I need to stay here. I need to do whatever I can, and and, and maybe you let like the finer things pass by, um, and then fast forward all these years, it's like, you know, you're seeing your kids on the glass, you're seeing your dad text you after games. Like those are more of the finer things that maybe I didn't enjoy as a young guy. I didn't enjoy the travel because it was like stressful. Um, you know, I kind of like laugh at myself how I used to be as to how I was. Like my wife was on the glass the other night and she had like a serious look on her face and I'm the one playing. And I said to her through the glass, like, smile, this is the NHL. And I wish I said that to myself when I was 20, like, smile, this is the NHL. And uh, I might have been a little bit better off, but I don't regret anything. So big thanks to Zach Dalpy for joining us here on Territory Talk. Once again, uh, Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Great guy to sit and chat with. And it's it's cool getting to chat with him now because, uh, you know, he I, I watched him play with the Charlotte Checkers when I first started calling games in the American Hockey League. I saw him play as a member of the Rochester Americans as well when I was working in the American Hockey League. And uh, over the years... One of those guys that's just so well-liked in hockey circles, and there's a reason that teams always want him, and there's a reason teams want him as a, a mentor to their to their young players in their organization and why he's been an extension of coaching staffs, basically, uh, at the American Hockey League level. Uh, just, a, just a really good guy, and uh, great to have that conversation, and uh, looking forward to the next time we get to do a segment with him as well. Yeah, we, uh, i got to get on the next one. We have to have a bigger segment. Maybe he brings the guitar on that one, we jam out a little bit, but uh, you know, there's a lot of great guys in hockey. We we talk to a lot of great guys all the time. There's a lot of great guys in the Panthers dressing room, but he's one of the few guys where when the Panthers got him in free agency, like there was multiple people reaching out to me, like via Twitter, via text, and me like, oh man, you're gonna have the best time. Dalps is the man, and it's crazy to me because to have that reputation. Don't be wrong, he's a vet, but he's not that old a vet. He's only 33. He's 33, yeah. 
but he, people treat him like he's been in the game for 40 years and he's just the, the the wise sage and he does have a lot of those traits but to to have the reputation he has at his age is really impressive and it's well deserved i mean he's one of the best guys to talk to one of the guys that like we always say he gets it he gets everything that goes into professional hockey from the on ice the off ice from what we do to what you know the the guy i'm looking at the zamboni driver right now he probably knows everything that guy does every single day he just knows all the ins and outs of hockey and that's why you know he said something on there in that interview with you where he was saying you know he's feeling great right now he wants to play for as long as he can and forever but you know you and i have him at the top of our list for guys that when they ever they do hang him up we hope they still work in the organization somewhere so we can still chat with him every day so um really rooting for him and paul Maurice said you know after morning skate before the game against the the penguins here that you know he's one of those guys that you know there's gonna keep being spots here it feels like yep. the panthers it seems like this 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 carousel of guys being out of the lineup is gonna keep going and Maybe he's the guy that grabs the bull by the horns and stays here a bit longer than the rest. So uh, it's already been a great call up for him. Like I said earlier, you know, a couple goals. Um, he, his family was in town. He, all, all three of his kids uh, got to watch for the first time, like he said in that interview. So it's been a great couple weeks here for Zach Dalpe. And I think just the longer he's in the NHL, the better the NHL is. I think. I just think he's a great guy. Yeah, just a uh, good guy. Really good to chat with him, and we thank him very much. I'd love much to know though. Like, what, like, I want to get him back on because I want to know like what his NHL super band is. Like if he was if he was forming a, a, a quartet. Like, who would be on the other instruments with him? Because I'm sure he's got some choices. Yeah. Some, I mean, he would probably know better than us. Exactly. That's what we're going to ask. Around go to the source. plays what? Yeah. Um, well, great to have Zach Dalpion. Got to find a drummer. Lots of other questions. Some team's got to have a drummer. Somebody's got to have. There's got to be one someplace. <laughs> uh, big thanks, Zach Dalpion, for joining us on the program. That takes us to the prediction game once the again. The saddest part of the show since we're both still You and I are in, ice cold. We're still at zero points here, 30-plus games into the season. It's not going well. I I would never have predicted that, <laughs> which would have been me making another wrong prediction, apparently. We should have a Price is Right type thing where if I make a, whoever makes the prediction second can predict the other person's prediction is not going to work, like bidding like bidding. Can we dollar. wear a name? We have to wear name tags. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look at the schedule here. Coming up, like we said, we're at the Devils on Saturday, at Boston on Monday, home Wednesday against the Devils. So let's go 20 seconds. So that's uh, probably our next episode around then. So that's one, two, three. Only three games. Okay. So I'm going to go one goal for Alexander Barkov, one point. Come on. The captain's got to you know back me up on this one. One goal for one point for Barkov. Yep. That's what you're going for. All right. I am going to go one goal, one point, Mr. Sam Bennett. Okay. One of us. We're is just trying to get on the board here. One of us is taking the lead after this week. We're just trying, We're to, get just trying to get on the board. <laughs> Sam Bennett came close against Pittsburgh. Too, I know. Times. So uh, the prediction I look, game. I look forward to seven goals for Etu this week after, uh, after this prediction. The prediction game, we are stripping it all down. There yep. is, we're not getting fancy with anything nope. here. We are not trying to reinvent the wheel. We are just. Just like the Panthers, we're looking for points. Just trying to get some points. Trying to get some points. Um, Alex Ovechkin got his 800th goal this week. Uh, hitting the milestone. Third player to ever get to that mark. You want my thoughts? You sure? You thoughts on that are, it's great he's been able to do it as long as he has. I, I think I was just a little let down by the mass acknowledgement of it. I think it should have been a bigger sports story than it was. Agree. Yeah. And taking a step back and looking at the sports world as a whole, I think it didn't really make the waves it should have. So that was a little disappointing because it's not like somebody else is getting close is going to hit that soon we and we'll have another shot at that. We, it's, it's too early for most guys to sit here and say, 
We don't know that Austin Matthews is going to have a chance to get to 800. We don't know how but things he's, are. He's probably the only other guy time. on the list that's got to. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are guys that haven't even been drafted yet, maybe, that could potentially enter that conversation. Yeah. But just the but fact if we're looking that, at, like, the next one up, it's probably Matthews. The last time we saw a guy get past 800, it was the 93-94 season yeah. when Wayne Gretzky passed Gordie Howe. So this isn't something that happens every day. 800, 800 goals is something. And I think I, I, my biggest takeaway from it is less about Ovi because, I mean, everything's been said about Ovi that can be said. And, you know, he's one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. But I think it's just really impressive what the Caps have done. Just giving him that spot ever since he got here. And he keeps rewarding their trust by yep. keep, he keeps scoring goals. But to be a guy and they're that, in it. They're in it. To I mean, be, to be not... that guy for as long as he's been that guy and for them to – Always just keep plopping him in that circle on the power play and say, "Do your thing." Um, it's 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 impressive. Just you, you look back at his entire career. I could probably watch all 800 goals, and they'd probably all look pretty similar because he just that's what he does. And it's that's honestly what's maybe most impressive about him hitting 800 is so many of his goals. The other team knows exactly what's happening and they can't stop it. As, as, and the thing is too. People, whether they like him or they don't like him or whatever, uh, as long as it's not happening against the Panthers. It's good for the NHL when Alex Ovechkin's out there uh, making headlines. Yep. So, uh, so again, uh, congrats to him on uh, hit number 800, and uh, there are going to be many more because he doesn't look like he has any plans to slow down at any point uh, at any point soon. So uh, that's it for this episode of Territory Talk. Big thanks to all of you who tuned in wherever and however you tuned in. Big thanks to Zach Dalby once again for stopping by, taking some time out for us. Uh, great chat with him. We look forward to doing that again sometime as well. Territory Talk, as always, presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. For Jamison Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. Folks, this has been Territory Talk. We'll talk to you next time.